Welcome to The Bulwark Goes to Hollywood, your new interview podcast about the business of movie making. I'm Sonny Bunch, culture editor at The Bulwark, and I'm joined today by Richard Rushfeld. Here's the bio on his site, and I love it. Uh, Editor-in-chief of The Ankler, Hollywood's most fearsome newsletter, formerly journalist, editor, author, and seer. Formerly a seer, that feels like uh, how most (laughs) of us feel about the movie business right now. Uh, Richard, for instance, who saw what Disney announced with Mulan today? Who saw that coming? No one. It was uh, they. They denied it could happen. They said that it, it was the last straw that Disney would get out of the tentpole business was uh, was unthinkable. But uh, but but here we are. They, 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 there are two significant things going into this. One is that they they had this incredible success with Hamilton, and I think they just wanted another one of those. Um, and other is they had a very grim earnings call today mm-hmm. and they needed to say something else. So, uh, searching for what else can we say? I guess Mulan was the, the thing at hand. Yeah. Disney is in a weird place. Uh, you know, for as, for as powerful as it is at the domestic box office, you know, so much of its earnings come from the parks, which are shut down, the cruises, which are shut down. Um, uh, and you know, obviously domestic box office, which is, which is shut down. So they've got this big, uh, Disney plus thing that is working out for them. It seems it's, they, they are blowing away, uh, expectations, but you know what, what's fascinating to me about the Mulan announcement is not that it's coming to Disney Plus, but that it's going to be on some premium tier of Disney Plus, right? Like you, you, you don't just have to subscribe to Disney Plus; you also have to pay thirty dollars. I, I, do you feel like this is a reach? I feel like this is a reach. Uh, that's very confusing, and it seems very. Uh, if you've subscribed to Disney Plus and you consider yourself a member of the Disney Plus family, to be told that there's suddenly one more uh one more uh, check you've got to write <clears throat> for for thirty dollars no less for milan it it, it 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 seems tough to me yeah i and it's not just i like i could see doing one or the other right doing where you 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 uh, you you have the movie and it comes to Disney Plus and it just plays on Disney Plus, or you put it on VOD and it's on all the VOD channels and it's like, all right, it's thirty dollars here instead of seeing it in theaters. I think people would buy either one of those, but the combination of the two strikes me as greedy. Uh, I I think we can say that they're they're trying different things here. This seems like you know the, the pricing is very hard. It's very hard to to to, to figure out where to where to set this and. This seems like they're they're stretching for okay. What is the most we can possibly milk out of this? Um, and you know, if you're a family and you're thinking you're going to watch your kids are going to watch Mulan fifty times over the next year, and that that will be con- that will constantly be on. Um, maybe thirty dollars is not that much, but still, you're paying thirty dollars, which is more than you've ever paid for any movie at home. That uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, this, but this is all like kind of a, I don't know, a sub, a sub strata of the current movie business, which is that we have no idea what any of the actual numbers are for anything anymore. And this is one this is why I, this is what I had initially wanted to really talk to you about was what is it like to report on Hollywood in an age where box office numbers are gone? Nielsen ratings don't really mean anything. Um, we're basically relying on Netflix telling us that people watch two minutes of something 
for for some period of of time. And I I like it feels I I feel adrift. Uh, I don't know how do you how do you feel? Yeah, it's really it's 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 very tough. Well, I report I, I I try to report on the reporting, so I don't actually have to know anything myself. I just can know how little everybody else knows. But uh, the but it, it's there. There, there's really nothing to hang on to. And you've got, you at the bottom of that, you've got all of Hollywood is like following the Netflix model and trying to get their point of the Netflix model. And all Netflix has proven as a business is that you can, is that if you're willing to end, to, to build up tens of billions of dollars of debt, you can, you can get a lot of people to follow you. Uh, they, they haven't proven they can make, you could, that this can be a successful business in any way. Uh, and that's and that's the uh, that's the path that all of Hollywood is going down. And you uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you are you are a pretty strident Netflix skeptic. Yes, uh, I, I admire a lot of th- I admire their their energy, their innovativeness. I just I just I, I keep saying I don't know how all this adds up. And I at, at the end of the day, you've got to have if, if, if I've got a billion dollars and you've got a billion dollars. It's ultimately going to be hits that matter, uh, especially in a world where people are able to cancel their services and everything. And eventually, their spending is going to have to be on a level of everything else. And they haven't, and their batting average is pretty horrible. So, despite all the the buzz, they're very good at creating buzz and creating these moments. But but in terms of creating show lasting shows that people are dedicated to that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just an out, maybe that's a crazy uh, outmoded way of thinking that people that people yeah. s- still care about watching a show for three or four seasons. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is weird to look at the the uh, Netflix model. I think I remember reading somewhere that the the marginal. So basically, they aim for things to last for two to three seasons, because after that, they have to renegotiate deals and that sort of stuff, and it, it becomes more expensive. And they've already um, gotten all the new subscribers they're going to get from that show. Exactly the the marginal cost. What is it? The marginal cost of somebody who will cancel their subscription because they don't get a fourth season of. I don't the umbrella factory or whatever yeah. you know uh, is not is not uh, you know the 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 very high. So I, I could you could you just walk us through because this is a thing I I always kind of struggle with myself is the the um, what Netflix is actually doing with its racking up of billions in debt and and you know the inflated PE ratio of its stock and all that. I find this all very interesting. I hope I hope I think other people do as well, but I don't think anybody really understands it because everybody just has Netflix. It's just in their house all the time. It's like, you know, it's the new ABC or CBS. I think Netflix is I think Netflix had two had 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 a, a plan that could go one of two ways. Uh, and the first way it could go was was basically do, do what everybody in the tech world uh Want to do, which is which is try to establish a monopoly and spend so don't don't worry about debt, don't worry about earnings, worry about running everyone else out of the sector, and then when you own entertainment and you're all of entertainment, you can tell uh, you can tell the Channing Tatum, you can say ten million dollars a movie. We were thinking uh, we were thinking maybe one, and 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 you can set pricing, control pricing, and you can tell. Your audience, you know what? This is all of entertainment, so it's going to cost you forty dollars a month. And also, you're going to have to watch some ads, and you don't like it. Go invent your own, uh, your invent your own platform. Mm. Um, so it could go that way, or it could get, uh, or it could get bought up by by Apple or Disney or or uh, or, or Facebook or someone else. 
Um, the problem is that uh, that that's, it's very hard to establish a permanent monopoly in entertainment. Entertainment is not like uh, is not like building a a, a a global distribution system where where you have to have a, a certain amount of infrastructure at some point makes it impossible for anyone else to get into it. That in the end, entertainment comes down to hits, and if you don't have hits, you don't have anything. Um, and the cost of it, the the the, uh, the cost of making a movie and releasing it online, uh, and while while people can still have access to the internet and post something, is relatively uh, not that high. So, yeah, I you know it you you keep you you mentioned having hits right, and and this is the thing that I find most interesting slash frustrating about Netflix is how do we determine what is actually a hit right? Is it the thing that you see everybody talking about on Twitter right? Like Bird Box right? Bird Box was a hit in whatever you know metrics they were they were putting uh they were putting out there they said you know we it was seen by 70 some million people in the first first weekend uh, it was seen uh by it, it had this many minutes of viewing well uh, but what what actually made it seem like a hit at least to me a, a creature of the internet was seeing people talk about it on the internet and that is what you see uh you see so so little of with so many of these these projects like extraction they say 92 million people watch two minutes of extraction right well okay i couldn't i've never had a conversation with anyone who's watched it um you know like i mean i just don't i don't know who 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 is how do you how do you look at something and say okay this is a hit i mean is it just is it just buzziness is it that buzzy factor or do you think that they are confident enough in the numbers that they're putting together that they can say all right well this is this works for us this is a hit i mean to, to some extent there there it's it's that buzziness and it's following the same exactly the same models that that hbo and amc and everyone else did that you get you do some shows that get the the chattering classes talking you know win some awards and it gets more and more people talking and then hopefully you can use that platform to to build out to other things um you know, in in the end, probably probably even on these services, uh, the Adam Sandler movies probably do as well as anything out uh, mm-hmm. out there, which which nobody that 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 we know talks about. Uh, but but they're they're probably very scuffed. The, the the Full House uh, reunion stuff stuff like that. Um, but it's but it is that buzz and that I mean, you to to get new subscribers, it's keeping that that talk in the air of like there's this new thing that I have to get and I have to get but they also want to now they have so many subscribers and their growth is kind of limited by their running out of world to colonize um, so it's it's a matter of take uh, it is a matter of keeping the people that you have engaged and not letting them get bored so feeding these different these different demographics so it's a uh, and and that and that definitely involves a lot of Adam Sandler type uh, right And the the Adam Sandler, I I still find that maybe the most interesting thing that Netflix has done, looking at their looking at their analytics, saying, okay, our subscribers really like Adam Sandler movies. He cannot get twenty million dollars a movie from Sony anymore. Um, Like that, just that that business model doesn't work for for Sony or for for the other studios. So we bring him here. 
we pay him 20 million bucks a movie. I don't I don't know what his actual contract is, but you know, he he makes some astronomical amount of money from Netflix. Um and they they lock him down. I I it's it is interesting in a sort of moneyball sense what they're doing and looking at the kind of undervalued consumers and and getting them to stay with them. Do you see that anywhere else in the in the the streaming wars or do you do you get the sense that any of the other uh, services are like micro targeting like this? I don't feel that anyone out there, except except for possibly Disney, is being at all strategic about who they're targeting and everything. That everyone else who's got now, now we've gotten now we've gotten Warner's and AT&T and Bowen, and we have Universal and NBC and with Peacock. And at, at this point, the strategy of everyone else seems to be: Well, what do we have lying around, and uh, who can we make a deal with? And that 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 there there doesn't seem to be. Netflix did this uh, audacious thing when they launched. They they said we're going to be we're going to be all of entertainment, and we're going to. I think Reed Hastings said at the beginning. He said our goal is whoever you are, uh, whatever your demographic, uh, age, race, whatever your favorite show. We will have your favorite show. So that means they were going to make unlimited programming for every single demographic. Uh, which is which is very expensive and something that no no entertainment unit has ever tried anything like that. No entertainment company has ever tried anything like that uh, mm-hmm. re- remotely. Uh, and what what kind of shocked me was that even if you say you're doing if you're doing this for everybody, you can't you can't serve all audiences equally. So I sort of assume that when other People got in. They would say, "Okay, we're going to go after the high end, or we'll go after uh, we'll go after teenagers in, in Southern Texas, or whatever whatever it is." And they and they pick off niches where they could target and serve better. But everybody else seems to have said, "Yeah, we're going to do that too. We're going to go after everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're also going to make everything for everybody, except for Disney, who has a particular, who is the only company." In this, that has a, a a brand that has a brand, and then a bunch of subbrands that have meaning to uh, particular demographics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I I'll be honest. My favorite of the streaming services right now is probably HBO Max um, because I like a. I'm a sucker for HBO. They I've always been a big HBO fan. I've subscribed for years, whatever. Um, but they also they also have the movies that would play on HBO and that sort of thing. And it 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 it's. It, it the the thing I find most confusing about all of this is how badly AT and T seems to have botched the rollout of all this. The brand confusion, number one, but also just the the idea that HBO should be a thing for everyone, as you say, that they're they're going to try to appeal to everyone. HBO's value added has always been being a higher quality, higher caliber level of programming. And if you if you if you undercut that, don't you don't you kind of kill the whole reason for HBO? Yeah, I, I mean, it will be studied in uh, in business school textbooks for decades to come. What a what a massive screw up that was. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it, I mean, uh, there was a case uh, uh, about 10 years ago when J.C. Penney was taken over and J.C. Penney decided it was going to be high end. And they just, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they just with with no sense of uh, J.C. Penney has a meaning and, and and a relationship to some people, and they they don't, they don't want to be the high end market. Uh, right. So this was this was sort of the opposite. Uh, they, this was the high end thing that thought they were that thought they could be 
uh, broad and mass. And, and uh, I mean, max is just exactly what HBO wasn't. It was this meticulous process which produced the highest batting average of, of any network on television. Uh, that, totally. And maybe the only audience that was like dedicated to that would say when when HBO has a new show, I'll, I'll take a look at the new show just because it's on HBO, uh, which I don't think any other network had that. Uh, and now and, 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 and this launch, they just they just threw that. Uh, they just they just threw that out the window with the craziest. I mean, their their campaign is pretty much we've got a bunch of stuff for you. Uh, and mm-hmm. then they didn't even launch it with a good HBO show. They had yeah. they, they had J.J. Abrams. They, they made this this half a billion dollar deal with him and they didn't say to him, oh, by the way, you're going to do a giant show for when we launch where they yeah. uh, instead they launch with uh, the first season of an Anna Kendrick anthology show about <laughs> meeting people she used to go out with. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, this is this is I think something that you've said in your newsletter, right, is that the the big lesson from all of these launches is you need to have you need to have a big hit show, right? So you need to have your House of Cards or your Mandalorian to get people like, okay, this is this is the reason to come watch this. Um, uh, and if you don't have that, there's no reason for people to sign it. Why would they go? Why would they go do it? And and now it's more crowded. So you probably need to have a couple of those at once. You right. probably, probably need to have a couple hits. Like and they've all they all thought they could sell the serve. It's 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 a it's a common thing that when when people come to Hollywood, um, and they, they get involved, they fall in love with their assets. They're like, oh my God, I've got Casablanca here, Casablanca, and I've got, I've got ER and, and, and all these things I grew up loving. And, and isn't it, I got to tell the world what we've got here. And, um, and they seem to have fallen in love with their assets and thought that would be enough. Um, and it's, it's, you've got to, comp- you've, you, you've got to fill the, you got to fill the seats today. And, yeah. you, and and you can't do it uh, just based on your library. Sure, sure. I mean, there 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 are channels that can get away with that, but they're niche channels. I mean, like I I subscribe to the Criterion Channel. I can't imagine that there are more than a hundred thousand Criterion Channel subscribers in the country. I like I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I'm sure they're they're relatively low because you're you're essentially you know you're you're playing the hits and the art house hits, not even the the you know the hit hits well the, the the sense of how successful it was was that uh back when it was filmstruck that 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 warner's decided to just <laughs> shut it down rather than and, yeah. and, and cancel the subscriptions rather of something that was pure library content they weren't even spending on production yeah. so that tells yeah. you uh how immensely popular it was right i'm your i'm uh, a subscriber too but yeah <laughs> we're, we're we're the we're the few the few yeah. the proud um and we've so we've spent 19 minutes here talking about streaming services. We've barely mentioned theaters, yeah. which says Rest something about the state <laughs> of theatrical uh, releases. Do you think we will have? Uh, do you think we will have big movies in theaters by the end of the year, or is is this this year just a total wash at this point? I, I, I think Hollywood's now accepted that this year is uh, is not happening, and uh, they're 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 yet to. All, all that's officially, all that's really out left still is the, for the Oscar race to uh, to to bow to reality and admit that that's not happening this year. But uh, I, I I think they're they're watching that. I, I, I talked to one pers- person yesterday who's who's uh, a, a a major studio person. I asked him when he thought uh, 
when he thought they'd be doing major releases again, and he said August of next year was wow, was what they're looking God. at. So it's uh, oh, it, no tenant for us. It, no, no, <laughs> unless uh, unless unless Christopher Nolan uh, comes or can't can't sit still for <laughs> another year, which is possible. I uh I uh it, it's interesting that you mentioned the Oscars because it it seemed like the Oscars had tried to make their peace with this this new world that we're living in by saying, "Hey, we're going to we're going to let streaming movies compete this year. One year only. This is, you know, we're not opening the floodgates just this year." Um and they pushed back the window of eligibility, I think, to to February March. Um but do you think that do you think that they're just going to have to pull the plug entirely on this? There just won't be an Oscars this year. I mean, I I, I think that the the drift of it was we're going to make this the year that Netflix gets an Oscar mm-hmm. and and just be done with that. And I think I, I there Netflix has uh, has invested a lot of money and uh, social capital and and time on wooing the Oscars, and I think. This will be the year they get to they get to have a trophy finally. They have a big in, in their waiting room. They have a big trophy case, so uh, <laughs> they 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 need that big Oscar in there to, yeah. to finish it off. And uh, so they, I mean, they should. They, they, this this should be. I mean, no one. The idea that you would that 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 you want to hold on to the Oscar ceremony as close to what it is as possible and and cling on to it and is 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 nuts. So this. This should be the time when they they say, "Hey, we've got a free year. Let's let's try some crazy things." But yeah, uh, but I think they will. I, I think I think it'll just be this weird trying to pretend things are normal, but we're going to give the uh, the Umbrella Academy the best picture. Uh, so, <laughs> well, you know, could be good for Spike Lee. You know, <laughs> the Five Bloods, right? Like that's uh, you know the, uh, the best best I, received movie of the year so far. I'm, I think. I'm voting for Greyhound. So, oh, Greyhound. What did what did you make of Apple's pickup of Greyhound? Uh, I'm I. This is a totally fascinating move to me because uh, you know, uh, I, I, I again, Apple is one of these channels where I subscribe because I subscribe to everything because I'm you know a for for work, but also just b because I'm a sucker. Um, uh, but also c because I got a free year. I bought a when I, when I bought my new iPhone, I got a free year of Apple. I was like, okay, sure, I'll I'll subscribe for a free year. Um, uh, but you know, it, it it is it's a network that nobody talks about, and I and that's a shame because Greyhound I liked. I thought it was I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Um, and uh, the show Mythic Quest, I which love, is I really always. Quest. Always sunny in Philadelphia, guys. It's fantastic. The, I love it. The F. F. Murray Abraham's performance of that it is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one of another one of his great uh, performances. Yeah, it really it's fantastic. But nobody, again, nobody's watching it. Nobody's watching it now. I do think that they got some buzz out of Greyhound, but did they get? Uh, did they get seventy million dollars worth of buzz? Is that is that quantifiable? But it's also seventy million dollars in the Apple universe is a different unit of measure than it is in, in, in our universe. It's yeah. I mean what what Apple seems to want first of all is to be in business with A list gold plated people who are at mm-hmm. the Apple standing. So now they've so so they've got Tom Hanks who is as as bona fide a, a, a classic sure. movie star as exists now is is part of their part of their family. Um, and then the uh, I mean, the other thing is they, they 
they, they gave out all these free subscriptions to everybody's bought an Apple product this year. Um, and, but, but I haven't checked the statistic lately, but, but only a tiny percentage of those people actually bothered to turn it on for free. Yeah. So they, they couldn't make, so they, they've got to now persuade people, Hey, the subscription that we gave you, uh, why don't you use it? Yeah. And, uh, I'm told they think Greytown was an enormous success and, and now they've, 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 they they planned some pretty ambitious uh, feature film mm-hmm. uh, program coming up. So is uh I I forget is Apple making the new Scorsese with Paramount? Has that I, I was that is that I, is I, that a thing that I I I I, uh, I, I'll, I, uh, I think that I I think that is how it ended up. Uh, yeah, because it was they he he stayed away from Netflix because he. Uh yeah, Apple Apple and Paramount are teaming up on that. So the the so which was which was a project that um that, the the thing about to date of the streaming wars is for all these movie projects they've announced, I I still have yet to see one where it could have been made at a studio for a comparable budget, mm-hmm. and that the studio a studio was willing to make that movie, and a person chose to go with a streaming service over right. over a studio. Uh, there there the that. The, uh, the 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 August Moon thing there was was a uh, I, I've heard all sorts of stories of, of of what a mess the script was and and Scorsese uh, the man who invented uh, invented the micro budget uh, back when is now like two hundred million is where you start with the Scorsese right. budget at this point right. to do an intimate little period piece uh, which which is what I'm told it became and every studio just scoffed at the yeah well i mean it is it's an a it's it's a large amount of money and it was it would be hard to make that back in theaters and i remember when when the news broke i i i said something to the effect that this is obscene uh you know this is an obscene amount of money what is he doing and a couple of you know film twitter folks got very annoyed at me like you know how dare how dare you judge marty and like i wasn't i wasn't making a i wasn't making a you know a moral judgment on this. I was just saying like, if he makes the movie for this much money, it cannot play in theaters. It, that this is like, if he cares about the theaters, if he cares about the, the theatrical experience, he, he cannot do this. It turns out I was wrong. He can do it. He can, he can get Apple to, to pony up for it and Paramount can still distribute it in theaters and then it'll be on Apple TV plus. Well, the, the uh, so. Scorsese, the Scorsese plan now is that news, is that people keep starting new streaming streaming services? So he'll uh, <laughs> he'll there'll, there'll be a new sucker born every minute for him. Essentially, yeah. uh, you, you mentioned the the problem that these services have and these you know kind of parent companies have with getting people to turn the service on. It's this is what I have always wondered about Amazon. Is Amazon is in uh, you know Amazon is in however many homes with Amazon Prime, right? People pay for the two dollar yeah. to the free two day shipping. How many of them actually understand that that also comes with a premium video service? I like I I I have no sense of how many people are actually watching things on on Amazon Prime uh, Video, Prime Video, whatever it's called. I don't even know. And you you have no sense of that because they never have told you any number. They they've never told any numbers about their viewership. And my my basic law of of understanding these things is if there's if there's ever any good numbers to to report, you'll you'll hear them somehow. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't mm-hmm. heard them, that there there's 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 no good numbers. But uh, yeah. but again, it's uh, could be fifty people watch. Uh, what was that? What what was the, the that comedy thing about? Uh, you get uploaded after you die. 
Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I, I don't know. I didn't actually watch it. So 50 people sign on for it and they yeah. then they order diapers for, yeah. for the next 40 years. And maybe that adds yeah. up to uh, the budget. Yeah, it, for works. it works. It um, works. Uh, but go ahead. Amazon, most of all, uh, I think even more than Netflix is driven by um, is, is driven by and, and you, you can't you. We, we, we always talk about the, uh, the, the, the business analysis of, of this and how it all makes sense. But in the end, so much of it comes down to the guy who owns it wants to win and wants to see himself winning an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeff Bezos really, really wants to see himself winning an Oscar. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard stories about how much he really wants to see it. He wants to win an Oscar and he, he really wants to win an Oscar. Yeah, and uh, and an Emmy too if he can, and a Golden Globe. And, sure, and he wants a whole EGOT. Exactly, and that and, he'll and build a he'll build a Broadway theater. And maybe there's nothing more to their whole strategy than than just that. We're we're looking. Maybe that's the ox and grazer about what Amazon about what Amazon Prime is. Is just Jeff Bezos wants to win awards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last one last question. Again, I like. I feel like we we have almost entirely skipped theatrical. I mean, the big the big the big news last week was AMC and Universal striking a, a deal to massively shorten the window um, for some movies. I, I assume Universal will keep keep them in theaters longer for others. But I, I you know you look at something like that and it just feels like the end. It feels it feels like the end of the movie theater as we kind of understand it. Yeah, it it, it kind of feels like. I mean, the deal in itself is just one studio with one theater chain may not be so significant, but it, it kind of feels like at, at the end of Contact when they, they told Jody, Jody Foster, like, we're, this this is how we do it. We, we, we come talk to you and you spread the word and it goes out and eventually we, we yeah. land our spaceships on the White House lawn. But uh, it, it's just like, it, it just, it, they the, the, the window has been broken now and... Uh, and it, 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 it survived longer than anybody thought it would. And eventually, the, the theater chains are hurting. Everybody's hurting. Eventually, they're going to have to come around on this. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that whether it will actually change it. The, the, the thing about it now is also so few people go to the movies that 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 maybe the window isn't the, the, the idea that you would that you're taking away. Uh, that that home viewing is taking away away from people who would go see it at the theater. Um, maybe uh, you know, maybe we're past that because there are so few people that go to the movies. Maybe the people who go to movies are people who want to go to the movies. And, mm-hmm. uh, and although you know, you look at the independent world and uh, was was decimated by their experiments with this. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I. I understand that argument, uh, but I, I look at it kind of the same way I look at the arguments in favor of piracy. The people who say, you know, oh, well, the, we we buy more media than anyone else anyway, so it doesn't matter if we pirate some things or, you know, these are these we wouldn't have. got. And I just I, I I I feel like once you train people that the, the, the movies that they would go see, especially like the kind of adult oriented drama, you know, the, the fabled mid budget picture right uh i i feel like once you train people to expect those to be on their tvs in three weeks why why would they go just why would they why would you get a sitter but those, and but those are basically gone anyway i mean that's true i that's mean true. all if you t- i i have a i don't know what 
percent of the box office the tent poles accounts for now, but it's got to be like ninety percent. Ninety percent, yeah. So, so everything else is just some yeah. some loose change on the side here. Yeah, this point. I guess that's true. Uh, all right, thank you very much for joining uh, me on the show today, Richard. Really appreciate it. Love the Ankler. Go uh, subscribe to his newsletter. It's very fine. I learn something every time I read it. Thank uh, you very and thank you very much, and, and and very happy to hear that you and the Bulwark are uh, are, are are teamed up now. Two 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 great uh, brands there. JVL was very kind to find space for me uh, after after the the unpleasantness down here in Dallas. Um, I will uh, be back next week with another uh, interview, and we will see you then. Mm-hmm.